Just say what kind of man you're looking for. Okay. Tell you, I'm looking for a man. Is that it? Yeah. No, no. Okay, what kind of man? Yeah, okay, a kind man, not mean man. Is that all? Yeah, no, no, I tell you, very important, okay. He hmm? have to look like a man. You want to describe him? Yeah, okay, yeah. I describe, you describe. No, you describe it. Yeah, okay, you go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead and do it to the camera. Okay. You go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Again, as always, remember, subscribe, rate, review, Apple iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. Don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is you do, please go and do that. Once again, Tracksuit Javito, the voice of the people. Welly F. F is for fantastic. That That's fine. But, I you appreciate know, that. You, know, I, 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 you look like you're feeling fantastic today, so I'm going to give you that fantastic. Even if you don't hey, want man. it. Hey, I'm, I'm good. I am good. No complaints. You know, happy to be here. Stress-free. Are you, know. you really stress-free? At the moment. Because uh, <laughs> I'm taking it as easy as I can, bro. Taking it as easy as I can. Hey, man. I, I was looking at something the other day. And I never really knew the benefits of CBD. Mm-hmm. And I hear you mention it from time to time. Like, why do you mess with like the CBD? If you don't mind me asking, I ain't trying to put your business out there, but I was just curious. For me personally, um, a lot of stress and anxiety related things, and also, as we've well documented, my lack of sleeping, and that CBD does help. It helps to slow my mind to where I'm not thinking about a million unimportant things when I'm trying to relax and unwind because I've done everything from, you know, cutting off the blue lights an hour before bedtime to reading to taking those natural supplements from GNC and whatever you can to get sleep. And it still eludes me. So when I do have the CBD, it, it, it does help. I haven't had CBD in a long time, actually, though, to be honest. But, yeah, it does help. And when you researched it before you got on it, and then you got on it, like who put you on CBD though? That's, I mean, I, that's just interesting to me. I was actually scrolling Groupon, and they were they were doing a thing, and I've seen it, and I was like, all right, let me do some research about it, and then I researched it, and it was like, okay, cool, let me flex on this Groupon and try it out, and it did it did Shopping. help. I guess it heard you say Groupon, so. Yeah, feds listening, and they just, you know, they're here to help, bro. Don't worry. Feds always listen. Don't worry. <laughs> no, yeah, but, hey, I really, so what's the best way to take CBD? I've been told that it's best to take it through, like, the liquid form in a droplet and put a couple drops under your tongue. The only way that I've ever taken it is through gummies. 
oh wow but and but there's so like you can do are made but it, it all comes from an oil right it, it, it's a it's <laughs> kind of like they say that um diesel is a byproduct of gasoline it's like the CBD is a byproduct of something you just extract from the THC and the, the well, not the THC, but you you extract the THC from the hemp plant and then you're left with the CBD. Oh yeah, okay. You really did your stuff. You really did your stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just, and they break it I down. You can you can get it in, like I said, gummies. If you want a vape, if you want edibles of some sort if you want a balm like you can rub it on on you like a balm and it's absorbed through the skin they got lollipops all kinds of shit and when and when you take it how long does it usually take for you like to feel the the benefits or any relief that you're trying to feel like is it something that it hits you pretty hard pretty quick or it's pretty slow it doesn't really hit me hard um but i would say it's 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 kind of like like if you take Tylenol for a headache Probably about thirty minutes. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm a big guy, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, then we already know with you, man. Medicine don't really hit you like that at all. No. You take four Tylenol PMs, and you still you could go run a run a couple miles. Say, I'll take four Tylenol PMs and take about a forty five minute nap. Bro, that's still insane to me, dog. That's still insane to me. So yeah, I mean, I you, you everybody obviously knows that there are so many different avenues that modern day scientists are looking into in order to like relieve stress and relieve pain and you know not too long ago we were talking about you know psychedelics like the ayahuasca that they try to use in order to you know basically cure depression and when i saw that it looks like things that we would consider recreational drugs it looks like a lot of like facilities and labs are starting to be like hey you know what if we give people non-lethal doses of this stuff, it could really help them. But that's that's like when I say non-lethal, I mean like you're talking about less than 15 milligrams, maybe. You know, and I I don't know that stuff that well, but because I don't know how many milligrams are in your average gummy. Like how many gummies do you have to take a CBD for you to feel it? I usually take them two at a time. Two at a time, so and what you don't know the milligrams off the top of your head. No, not off the top of my head, and it's it's been a while since I've I've taken them. I don't even have any anymore. But yeah, I is it is it, some, is it legal in Charlotte? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't I don't but know too many places where it's not le- where it's n- not legal anymore. But I just haven't. I'm a lazy guy, you know me. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but but so you haven't even looked at Charlotte at all though. No, no, I know it's I know, I do know for a fact that it's legal here, but I haven't went like looking for a dealer of anything. <laughs> a dealer. Okay. A dealer. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. But hey, man, I I just that's just something that crossed my mind, bro. Hey, but on another note, I never I always found it funny that the outrage mob of today has really never tried to come from mad TV with the whole miss one thing. And then I looked up, you know, miss miss one's wiki. And it, it was funny to me that they were real strategic in making sure that they didn't label her ethnicity. They was just always labeled as an immigrant and basically unidentified. So it's like, Whatever you project into this character, that's on you. But we're not being racist because we're not using, we're not actually labeling 
this character and so on and so forth. And I was like, oh, that's pretty funny because I did some like I didn't see anything that really was negative about it. I mean, obviously you probably had people that said something, but for the most part, to see like Mad TV was kind of ahead of the game, and they knew that yeah, this could be a problem. So let's make sure that we don't we don't get carried away. Basically, like on some um with the Apu situation. Yeah. Like they had to they had to like it's sad, but. I always wonder with with the Apu situation, uh, why didn't they just get an actual Indian actor to play to take his voice? Did, did they do that, or did they just cancel Apu in general? First of all, I don't even know if they I still make new Simpsons since. episodes at all. Anyways, oh no, it's still yeah. Simpsons but it's still like, going how long Simpsons been on? Like twenty seven years or something like that. Since you were born. Yeah, so people saying it came out the year you were born. So okay, so 30, 33 years ago, people weren't caring about that. And that, and I think that's why in Mad TV Miss Swan gets a pass. And you know, if you look in the in the comment, like like we mentioned, we had this um, conversation not too long ago where we talk about rap music back then versus rap music now. Like everybody's social socially woke now, and you know, you 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 learn and you develop over time. But hey, I rem- I know bars where DMX and Chance the Rapper and Jay Z and you know damn near anybody you can think of had some derogatory comments for the gay community. I know, I know yeah. comics that would just, you know, bask, bash gay people. Um, you, do you familiar with, um, Angela Johnson? She had a bit yeah. where she would make, where she would, um, talk about the, the nail technicians and how, and how they talk. And, you know, so it's like the times have changed, obviously, but looking back, people weren't as sensitive about this. Like, you know, you could make fun of a minority. You could make fun of somebody with a handicap. Bernie Mac did it in Kings of Comedy. You can make fun of people with handicaps and nobody took it to heart. Now everybody's taking everything to heart because we're just a, such a sensitive society. Do you think that society is sensitive or do you think that they're always trying to, you know, kind of fight for woke points? I think it's a little bit of both. Like, like, okay. you know, our, our favorite activist, um, Sean King, you know, any, any time he can attach Fuck his name, he, he's the new Al Sharpton. If I'm being frank about Fuck it, that guy too. anytime he can attach his name to some tragedy to build up his, to build up his, his, his stage, his arena, then he's going to do it. Like just comes out of the woodwork. And when he smells a dead black body, bro, what was that tweet that you had said? Let me see something. Uh, when he was in Louisville, was he say, "Yeah, he's like, hey, my friend, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky today, and for the next few days, fighting for justice for Breonna Taylor. It's not easy fighting for justice in this pandemic. I need your help, man. I wish I'd have got that email. That's an email, right? Yeah, it was an email. Email somebody posted on Twitter, email. I think, at the time. I let me get your stupid ass off my motherfucking line. Talk about you need fighting justice. This is." What? Give me give me a list of your expenses. That's what I want to know because it seems like I'm just gonna pay for you to go to Louisville. That's all. List, that's all that is. A list of his expenses. Yeah. A list of his expenses. I bet you it's gonna be the the top hotel. Of it's course. gonna be the top charter bus or the top charter flight. It's gonna be. Oh, he's not. He's not breaking outfits. bread with anybody else. So it's it's, it's all for him. He's he's like Doctor Umar. Of course. But he's he's nothing but he's nothing but a modern day pastor. He's a fucking crook. That's it. He's a fucking crook. And like you said, when he smells a, a dead black body, he's on top of it. And we've said this before. You know, these activists, they cannot 
be activists unless some fucking tragedy is going on and they're going to do everything they can to find one. And, you know, not, not only they have basically the help of the, the whole democratic party and, and, and movements like the BLM and so on and so forth. Like these dudes are, these dudes are money pits. There's no reason for you to have to donate to a guy like Sean King for a long time. That dude is good. He's good. But why spend my money when I can spend yours? Pretty much. I mean, we we know who's good at that, but it, it's basically that same that same. It's the same mindset of of these these mega church pastors. They they they're gonna once they reach a certain status, they know that their their cult is gonna support them. And people like Sean King and people who follow Sean King, they need to realize that they are a part of a cult, because especially the people that donate to him. And I know a lot of people don't understand this, but but at, at some point, pretty much every religion starts off as a cult. And when it gets to, you know, mainstream status, that's when you start respecting it as a religion. But for the most part, what people like Sean King and I don't know who run who is the person that runs what is it, Savoy Television or Savoy TV? Don't get me to lie. I don't know if you've ever oh, okay, yeah. I know that there was this handle like the Savoy show or something like that. It's all the same thing. It's all it's all propaganda that is pushed by liberal progressives in order to, you know, keep the dissent alive. And most of those people that have prominent names in those organizations, they do not need your money. Like, <laughs> they have enough of it. They have enough sponsors and donors. They're good, bro. Trust me. But, hey, if you're a part of the cult and you want to support a guy like Sean King, go right ahead. I guarantee you, whatever you're donating to, whatever your whatever cause is going on, Sean King is not going to be the person to bring it into it. Sean King is not going to be that guy. When, when, that, when was the last time somebody was like, oh, thank God Sean King is here? Like, they've said that about Jesse Jackson. When have they said that about Sean King? When have they, have they said that about Dr. Umar? For a minute, they would say that about Al Sharpton. Then it got to the point where it was like, oh, damn, Al here. Bruh, I'd argue with Jesse Jackson. That's what 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 time would would you say that with Jesse with Jesse Jackson? Like like let me say this. Let me say this. All I'm saying is guys like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton have been around for a long time, and you have to ask the question: How much of a difference have they really made? They, I'm pretty sure they made decent. Um. Cha- like they they've helped lend and bring attention to to certain things back in times where maybe it was like being ignored and they were on top of it. And once again, in times where it was blatantly being ignored, but like nowadays, like I'd say probably since like, since Rodney King, even like these dudes are really just, they, they, they kind of hope for this type of stuff because of how much money it brings them. Are they really looking for a solution or are they just looking to be the face of the solution? Even if there is no solution brought forward, I, th- I think as a public, our expectations of a, a civil leader have lowered. Like we're, we're literally sitting here, we're, we're comparing Jesse Jackson to Sean King. We're comparing LeBron James to a Muhammad Ali. Or we're, or we're I mean, I can see a Kaepernick Ali comparison. That, that's, that's a little more on point, but you know, LeBron James wants to be this civil leader 
you know, he wants to take on, he wants to take on racism. He wants to be on his back. Like when, when they decided to boycott a few weekends ago, he was upset because the decision didn't run through him. But you can't, you're not built like Ali was. Ali put it all on the line. I ain't, go, I ain't going was, to be, I ain't going to Vietnam because ain't no Viet Cong called me no nigga. What did that cost him? It cost him everything. It cost him three years in his prime. It cost him his his title. He was in jail. What? What? He's twenty three when he went to jail for, for um what what they call it war evasion or draft evasion or whatever. Draft dodging. Draft dodging. Yeah. Cost it cost him his prime. LeBron's way past his prime. And he ain't giving up no checks. Have have any of these have any of these um modern day activists been to jail? No, not 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 to my knowledge. Not to not for a substantial amount of time. Have, have any of them been stripped of titles? Like no, they lost a trophy. I mean, a lot of these guys have gotten major deals. <laughs> like a lot of them, honestly, have been cut major checks. So, I and I don't even want to stay on this long. I just. I really just feel like in the 50s and 60s, it was less manufactured than it is now. I feel like in the 50s, I feel like from the early 1900s up until the late 80s even and early 90s, I feel like it was less manufactured. I feel like since the turn of the 2000s, a lot of this shit has been manufactured and they only put an eye on it when they realize they can politicize it. Like, they already know, like, I mean, once again, they switch, they switch the names as much as they can. But a lot of the deaths that we're talking about right now are deaths that happened four or five months ago, or a lot of them were like at the beginning of the pandemic. But now, like, I guarantee you, they're looking for the next body. You know, I'm going to say the the most recent one was the was um was obviously the guy in Kenosha, but. He he didn't die, and I t- I was telling you off air like they mad that he didn't die, and, and when I say they mad that he didn't die, I'm talking about these activists. I'm talking about lots of people that are that are you know wanting a, a reason to continue to to protest or loot or riot, whatever you want to call it. Like they were really hoping that they can you know get a body out of this, but right now we finna still ride this Breonna Taylor wave. Yeah, and I'm I'm doing a if quick. If I'm not mistaken, that. I'm doing a quick Google search to see, you know, did they arrest those people? Because, you know, it's still arrest the killers of of Breonna Taylor. But since Jacob Blake didn't die, you know, you haven't heard, oh, these people need to be arrested. These people need to be arrested. The cop is the cop was just put on leave. I mean, the cop is protocol because exactly. You know, if I'm not mistaken, we just had a case out here in Houston. I don't know if the guy was black. I'm almost I'm, I'm willing to bet that the, the people that were shot weren't black because, once again, you don't hear any BLM news and my, mainstream media doesn't care if they can't politicize it. But I do believe that we have a case going on right now that that happened just a week ago or maybe within a, within this month. Some 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 guy got shot 21 times. And um, I really I don't want to speak on it too much because I don't know enough about it, but I just I thought it was interesting because... I was just in a I was in a grocery store and I just happened to like look at the I think it was a Houston Chronicle or something and I saw you know this this is a major case going on so 
Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure, man. Uh, like 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 you said, do you, what, what did the Jacob Blake happen? Was that early August? Uh, I would s- early August sounds accurate. Uh, let's see, the video went viral August twenty third. Okay, okay. So, so we're so we're closing in on about three weeks. Wow, three weeks, close to a month. Yeah, man, they just <laughs> man, they just run over each other. Man, it just, I mean. Yeah, bro. You already know it's it's an interesting topic, but at the end of the day, my whole point is these activists bring awareness to things that we're already aware of. So what's next? It's always gonna be the no boundaries question of the day. What's next? Y'all been doing this shit since the '50s and '60s. What's next? To me, it sounds like you guys. It sounds like a lot of the prominent guys are just cashing checks, and they're just living in their luxury apartments enjoying life while black bodies continue to drop black bodies continue to be assaulted and nothing's really changing but their bank accounts because they're because they're reactive they're not proactive you're, oh, you're 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 targeting hey you know let me go get let me go get these these bad cops that that just shot this person let me go get this bad cops that shot this person instead of you know what let me get these statistics and see where here are the most unarmed shootings in this area. Let me go talk to this police force ahead of time. Let me go talk to this community. Let me build the community and the police force at the same time instead of just, wait. Well, let me show up afterwards. Because if you do something before, they're not going to have a job later. Of course not. I mean, it's just it's just like the pharmaceutical industry. Like People need to understand that the pharmaceutical industry is never going to push healthy lifestyles that's never going to be their narrative their narrative is always going to be to push a lifestyle that is dependent on you being on their drugs they're never going to push the uh, even though i don't really care for veganism that much you'll never hear them talking uh, touting veganism or vegetarianism or even a carnivore diet whatever like diet is not what the pharmaceutical industry is about it's about pumping you full of the drugs that you need in order to pat their pockets. Mm-hmm. So once again, these activists have no re- they don't want to be proactive because if they're proactive, they ain't going to have no reason to actually be socially active. You know, it, it, which is crazy because that's not true, but the because uh, when I say socially active, they can bring more positivity to the city, sort of like what the Black Panthers did. And I, I said this before. Black Panthers' whole purpose was to make their community feel safe. They put the safety of their communities in their hands. BLM doesn't do that. From what I've been seeing lately, BLM is more about making that the white population sees that we're angry. But then when you look at a BLM protest, you see mostly white people. <laughs> I'd be so confused with that, but whatever. But cause, because because I think because I white saw, people understand what Marxism is more than black people do. But that's another story. I'm no storyteller. Oh man, yeah, that's that's definitely. One, I think I think, at a point of time, you send your child to a university, you actually probably were getting, a education that was worthwhile. You probably actually were getting somebody that was gonna come back, and be enlightened. But now I would say in the past twenty to thirty years, if you send your child off into a into one of your mainstream universities. They're probably just going to get to get brainwashed, and honestly, this generation, 
that's coming up behind us that's probably like between the ages of like 19 and 25 like most of them are marxist and have marxist beliefs like that's just that's just common knowledge it's really common sense at this point i know that some would deny it some are proud of it but although they know more than your average black person when it comes to that type of stuff it's crazy. They know enough to make you to make the average black person think, yeah, what we're doing is right. Because once again, the the poster child for what they're doing seems right. Like, oh, we're this a black body just dropped to the ground, and you know we gotta we gotta go advocate. But that's really just a disguise for some other wicked shit they're doing, and people don't pay attention to it. But like you said. Uh, I'm no storyteller. People just gotta people. People will feel the consequences of a lot of things going on right now, over time, but a lot of the consequences won't become blatantly obvious probably for another few years. I mean, the shit that that happened in 1999 that we really just are starting to really see the the outcome of in 2020. I mean, that's just how it works. Shit just takes a long time to to trickle out into the inner cities and especially if you live in the south like we talked about in the last episode but yeah man it's it, it kind of is what it is at this point I, I feel like a lot of things too when we talk about being proactive it had me thinking about the prison system mm-hmm. the other day and I was just kind of curious like isn't the prison system the the when you think about the prison system, what's the like? Cause and, and it's crazy. I mean, for all of y'all that don't know, if I'm not mistaken, you spent time in the prison system from a working standpoint, correct? Correct. And you still have family members that are involved. Correct. Do they ever discuss ways on how to really benefit prisoners, or will the treatment of prisoners always be based on the fact that, okay, they're criminals. We have no reason to truly respect them and yeah, we'll keep them alive. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is prison ever going to get to the point where it is actually rehabilitation? The thing about, they, they always try to, I say they, um, and, and this is the industry as a whole, they try to walk this fine line of like, oh, this is, this is about rehabilitation. This is about, you know, reform. And it's like, are you sure that this isn't punishment? Are you positive that this isn't punishment? Because it, it, it's <laughs> touted as to, as to be rehabilitation. And there are certain programs that if judge ordered, they're mandatory, if you choose to take them and you're working towards, you know, getting out early um, on, on parole or anything like that, you can do that. But some of them are just in there and it's, and it's just punishment. They're just doing their time. They do whatever little job they're told that, that they have to do. And, you know, they're just waiting to get out. Others actually go in there and try to be better for themselves. And like I said, if the judge orders it, they do it. And then some of them's like, OK, I genuinely want to be better. They'll do it, and someone's like, "Look, man, I'm just trying to get out of here as soon as possible. Whatever you need me to do, I'm gonna do that, and I really don't care." So, as <laughs> far as, as far as the industry as a whole, really looking at, okay, let's actually actually help to try to rehabilitate these people. I think they may do so in the name of funding and having a job, but as far as actually caring about, you know, making these people better citizens and putting them back into the society, reformed, I don't think that's a high priority. Damn, that's scary, man. I mean, do you do you think though off 
head, how much of the of the prison population is is black black Americans? Uh, just to, just to keep it a buck, let's just say the majority. You would, I, I would say okay. the, the majority would be black. Well, and this is coming from perspective of being in Texas too. So you say the majority are, yeah. are, are black, followed by Hispanic, then a minority, uh, a minority of white, and then a minority of other, which you know would include Asian and Asian. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, do you feel that even minus the media portrayal of black people, do you feel that the prison industrial complex kind of keeps the stigma going in black communities like do you feel like with that knowledge off the top of your head no matter what when a cop is in an inner city black neighborhood he already knows that he's dealing with what is a majority of a population in prison so like when he sees the average black dude sitting around walking around the streets he pretty much just sees somebody that's probably just got out of prison or is on the way to prison I look at prison as a symptom of the of the overall cause, because I look at look at look at it as the disenfranchisement of the black people as the cause. Like you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of black people sell drugs because they had no other option. A lot of black people steal because they had no other option. I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, well, slavery was this long ago." You know, you should get over it. It's like, yeah, you're right. You should get over it, but you also got to look at you had a head start. Your, your ancestors had a head start, whether y'all still have that land that y'all originally claimed or not. And the fact that you're you're white, you, you have you have a, a leg up. So it's like when you look at black people, it's it's like I have to do 10 times more just to be on your level. And so you, you do end up in those situations. And we talked and we talked about this where, you know, if you don't have any money, what is your typical entertainment? Reproducing. Yep, six. And, and if and if you don't have money, you you hanging out on the block, you getting into trouble, you doing what you can do to get money, and typically that comes in illegal ways of selling drugs or robbing or whatever, what have you, and that's 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 a characteristic of more of the black community than anything. So when you are interacting and when you are participating in these activities, and that leads you to a criminal record, which leads you to prison, which leads you to felonies, which when you get out, you have a felony on your record. So you can't work too many places. And then you work someplace like um, I've I seen a list of places that hires felonies, felons. But, you know, typically with a felony, you're going to get them a, a minimum wage job and a minimum wage job. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, barely supports yourself let alone the kids that you've created because you have no funds for entertainment. So all you can do for entertainment is hump like rabbits, hump like rabbits. So you've developed this cycle of this is as good as it gets for me. And at the same time, it's not good enough. So if I'm going to try to make a living for myself, I got this felony. I can only work so many hours. I can only make so much money until I might have to do something illegal, which would eventually land me back in prison. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary, man. That's scary. I, 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 and we've, we've talked about this before, but my, my thing is with all that you just said, do you think that any current movements like a Black Lives Matter movement, is in place to bring betterment to the black situation that you say is it's a result of disenfranchisement. So we're, we, we, we advocate 
for defunding the police and we we protest and things because blacks are being slain but what are we doing to put black people in better situations right like and when i say that i mean like are we just are we just always going to be on the democratic side of things because we think that these people just need to constantly be bailed out on on welfare programs or are we trying to you know put up our boys and girls clubs um take kids from in front of their TVs put more kids in in sports you know you know you know what i mean like are there movements out there like that and do you think black lives matter even as that in the black family stay together mom and dad and um uh, black families can be in neighborhoods and feel safe because the person that's supposed to be patrolling their neighborhood is a black person from the neighborhood like are we only focusing on kids getting in the bag by trying to do more lawyers? Are we trying to take over police departments by having more of our kids sign up for police academy? What do, what do, you, do you see in groups and does it constantly react? Because we may be missing somebody, so I don't want to be picking on, on these people, but I, I don't know. Personally, I don't see any of those groups. Granted, I'm not in the trenches, so to speak. But I personally don't see any of those groups because even with Black Lives Matter, it seems like they're wanting more sympathy than understanding. And yes, there is a police brutality problem in this country. But again, that's a symptom of the overall cause. Because the justice system works like it's it was built, like it was designed. Like the justice system wasn't designed to be fair. Like it was designed to imprison black people. That's 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 what it was. And so it's working as it was designed. So to to revamp and and kind of realign this system is you have to go in and be like, all right, this guy got busted for weed. Why is he doing 30 years? Like make it make sense. Like like we talked about the difference between cocaine and crack. And you get different kinds of sentences. Make that make mm -hmm. sense. So that's that's where to me, you know, this is, you know, like I said, this is tracksuit Javito, you know, running for president twenty thirty two if that's an election year. I don't have the answers, but in my personal yeah, opinion, I, I think that's where it lies. You know, this system is working as it's designed. Why is the system designed this way, and why is this still? The measuring stick why hasn't this system been updated to the new 2020 version like damn we can't we get a new iphone every year we can't you know update the justice system a little bit hey i mean with everything going on i kind of feel like instead of bringing harm to to the cities by you know trashing local businesses and, and things like that like why aren't we attacking the like you just said what the what the system how, how the system was built like it was designed for that reason in a sense 
So why aren't we really addressing that? Like, I really feel like if that's the root, then that's where the real attack should be because these people are aligned with politicians and like they got politicians saying the same thing. And we kind of, I'm, I'm kind of looking at these politicians like y'all the politicians, like y'all are the ones that really have, you know, the, the, the more of a say so like, yeah, people are mad, but you're just going to sit there and point out that they're mad or you're going to actually do something. Cause I really feel like they just like running on, the ideal of, yeah, we're on your side. But how come in San Francisco when there was like a I think there was a, a George Floyd bill that was that was shot down because it would it would bring more accountability to police officers, but it was shot down. It was voted against. And I'm like, hold on. If you get any politician one on one right now, they'll tell you that they're on our side. But then how come little changes to the system don't happen when that's literally the problem? And another problem we have is, like you said, police brutality is a, is a big problem in this city. But I also believe people fail to realize that the 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 cult-like, no, not even cult-like, the fraternity or brotherhood of police officers and, and what they stand on, that's an even bigger problem. Because I think it's scary that the people that are assigned to protect your neighborhood, when it's all said and done, they're gonna—they're really out there to protect their brothers more than they are to protect you. Because you could be a totally innocent, genuine, law-abiding, rule-following police officer, but then you got a—you got a partner like Denzel from Training Day, <laughs> and if you decide to go cervical on them you might end up getting killed or getting blacklisted from your police department because they're looking at you like a mole. And I think that that's a bigger problem than the police brutality itself only because a lot of these cats wouldn't be so comfortable with brutalizing citizens if they knew that they would be held accountable not only by the law but by police officers which are seen as their brothers. Which I don't... The Blue Lives Matter movement makes me laugh. Because you already know, like, I don't believe in, you know, blue light, motherfucker. You weren't born a police officer world. Well, uh, I hope you weren't. That was a choice. It definitely was a choice. The thing is, you can, I, I, I don't even knock the, the, the loyalty that people want to have with each other. Like, you know, don't forget, everybody was like, hey, when, you know, when, when Drew Brees come out, they're not going to block for him. And they're not going to do this and that because... Said, but I'm like, y'all gotta understand that these football guys, it's like a brotherhood to them. One, they trying to win, so they gonna set their differences aside to win. So if it means protecting somebody that I don't like off the field, that's that's one thing. But as long as we're on the field, I'm gonna protect them. Like, that's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of occupations that have that mindset. But it just sucks that police officers. In my opinion, miss, they abuse that. They truly abuse that. It's like, bro, you know somebody is out here with a badge on raping little girls, but you're gonna keep quiet because you're a you're a second year guy. This guy's a veteran, and you don't want to lose your job or your pension or whatever. Right, bro. That's that's scary to me. You don't want the department to that's turn their back on you. Yeah, we we honestly. We honestly need something like what Hoover built, 
<laughs> like not the FBI, not the CIA, like just something that they really don't even know about that's really infiltrating these police departments because it doesn't really seem like internal affairs is something that's really relevant because, I mean, we already know like a lot of these cops, man, a lot of them, if I'm not mistaken, man, a couple of them that have actually taken black lives or taken lives on the job in general, a lot of them low-key going like a, a witness protection type of thing and they just be off the, off the radar living off our tax dollars. A lot of people don't know that. That's why, that's why I'm always just curious about like, how are you, are people really going to follow these cases through or are they just going to be an outrage while, as long as they, is, until they get bored and then it's off to the next case. Cause I, I, I guarantee you, you go, you go check on the outcome of a lot of these cases. Yeah. Dudes may have gotten some sentences and dudes may have gotten some fines and may have lost their jobs, but how they living now? And you'll be shocked to know that a lot of them, they may be living in isolation, but they still alive. You know, they still they they still probably working at working at a little small town corner store and you know, they're comfortable in the midst of their people and they don't have to worry about being attacked by somebody, you know, wondering, Why are you free? You know? Exactly. So, um, once once the hype died I mean, down, nobody remembers your name. And and that's kinda the media's really good at that. Unless you do dumb stuff like George Zimmerman and you you know, you keep you keep your name out there, but like you know who who's who's the guy that uh, shot Mike Brown? No Man, I, idea. I'm beyond, yeah, no I don't. Idea. Yeah, I don't know. No, I always I just know that I've googled a couple of them, and I know that a lot of them are like living in remote areas now. A lot of them, you know, been blacklisted, can't work anywhere. But for the most part, I mean, they they still got their family, and on the low, some of them probably got GoFundMe's, you know, because you know there are people out there are. We have we have grown in the direction of people being very petty, and it could be a person out there that's like obviously racist, but you give them a reason to like flaunt their racism because it'll be some shit like the dude that put his neck on George. I mean, put his uh, knee on George. Like that guy get out being witness protection, put up a GoFundMe, and then people will donate to his his GoFundMe just to spite black people. Or because they, you know, or because that, they didn't see anything like, wrong. That too, that too. Like I already know, like the guy, the um, the seventeen-year-old kid that that crossed state lines to uh, to protect, to quote unquote protect the businesses in Kenosha. Like he killed three white people. So I know a lot of black people probably not following it that much no more. But uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, like, like he's he's considered a hero, in 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 like these alt-right you know, extreme or like radical and conservative groups. Like he's considered a hero. And that's wild to me because I really feel like they only do that out of spite. They just doing that because what it all comes down to, he was out there because BLM was out there trashing local businesses or what is seen as BLM or Antifa. They were out there causing trouble. And that, that is what influenced him to cross state lines, which I've already said it on a blog, like, from where he came from to Kenosha was probably like a 20 minute drive. People try to make it seem like it was <laughs> more extreme than that. I get that he crossed state lines, but legally, you know, I think the guy was smart enough to realize, okay, these are the things that I can do legally. Him, him firing his gun. And another, another thing that I want to point out, if y'all, if y'all are bored enough and y'all have a chance, a lot of y'all, 
would find that would find it actually interesting. I would like to, and Jay, I would like you to ask your sister this too. On average, most police officers don't fire their gun off all that like as much as you would think they do. Like there have been reports where some some guys that have been on the force seven years have never had to fire their gun. Like and people will be really shocked to hear things like that because I think everybody thinks cops are on some some you know some bad boys type of shit where they just jumping over hoods and chasing down bad guys and just shooting 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 random niggas. Like to be honest with you, cops really aren't that violent on your day to day basis. And I and I also think that that can contribute to a lot of the mishandling of these situations that we see because a lot of these guys may be on the force six, seven years before they get into a real conflict that's really dangerous and then you see the bitch in them. What the what Joker said, he was like, man, he's like, man, you'd be surprised at, you know, which one of your partners were cowards. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, because <laughs> when in them, in them last seconds before a dude about to die, like, you see, you see if he a pussy or not. And I always, I always took that uh that Heath Ledger Joker uh that line was like that was dark, but it made a lot of sense, man. It made a whole lot of sense because a lot of people that put that badge on really ain't built for the job. Um, I, I know again a reference to Joe Budden freestyle. He said he said something about tie up the pastor if he's scared that don't believe what he said about the life after. But Bruh, I, 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 I did I, I huh. <laughs> I said, you might need to say that again. I, I want, I want to, hey, that, that Joe Budden freestyle is, is by far one of his best works in my opinion. And I don't listen to a lot of Joe Budden, but that freestyle is crazy. Um, but I did have a, um, a conversation, um, with my sister over the Labor Day weekend. And that's, this is really my first time chopping it up with her since she's been on the force, um, and been active. And she did mention that she has drawn down on people, before and stuff like that but she you know she hasn't fired a gun and I, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not i think we did where you know i mentioned where you you know they look at her like almost as an uncle tom for being a cop and i've seen i've seen i know numerous black people that think if black people are are cops then they're the ops but also i've i've she's mentioned how that um there are some black people where you know, she pulls up and then they kind of feel like a sense of calm. It's like, okay, there's another black person here. It's an officer. You know, she seems level-headed. She didn't come up here, you know, on some I hate black people too kind of thing. So it's like, all right, I'm going to go home. And yeah, we did talk about this because uh, the worst she said, she said the worst you're going to do is go to jail. And you mentioned, you know, that going to jail might, <laughs> might be the worst thing possible for some people. Look, man. Uh, were you about to pull out a quote from her text messages, or you just you just? No, nah, I, I, I was looking for that Joe Budden lyric. You you, you know me and lyrics. You oh, know okay, I love okay. Lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I personally hate when 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 the misuse of the term Uncle Tom, but I'm not even gonna go into all that. But that that is that is very weird to me. Go ahead. When guns take the place of the choir, tie up the pastor. If he's scared, can't believe what he say about the life after. That's some real shit, though, bro. That's some real shit, though. Like, it, <laughs> you, people, especially today, in current times, people make a living off, living off of, you know, just just talking shit and not having to back it up. <laughs> exactly. People make a living off of it. People make a reputation off of it. Like, I, I, we, and we talk about this all the time, like, 
you could put all the quotes up all day. You could you could find the really shit all day, plaster them all over your social media. But when it's all said and done, like I guarantee you, a lot of y'all, when I see y'all in person, y'all not living up to those standards of that of those quotes. It's it's as simple as the people that run around talk about y'all need to stay home and wear a mask, but then a week or two later they shaking ass in the club with no mask on, you know, or they just out and about with no mask on. And, and it's almost like, damn, just two weeks ago, you was telling me to stay home wear a mask. And, and, and I mean, it all, it all boils back down to virtue signaling. Like instead of, instead of constantly talking about it, just be about it, you know? And, it, and, and, and that's, that's some real shit. Cause I guarantee you, man, like I excuse a lot of these pastors for getting into their cheating scandals. I'd be like, hey, that's something that y'all gotta, you know, handle in the home, John Gray. But Whoa. at the same time, multiple <laughs> times, John Gray, the, multiple times by God, bruh, bruh. At the same time, you have to realize that, like I said, I get it. Like, you're not finna sit here and be like, you know, men don't cheat, women don't cheat. Like, I get it. I get infidelity is something that is has become very common in the last hundred years plus like infidelity is nothing new and as a pastor it doesn't remove that stigma from you you're still a human being you're still a human man and <laughs> what that boy big sean say hey like you know lyrics more than me but i know he said something about he was like i wonder if my granddad would have been would have been you know been able to avoid these these thoughts that i'm seeing every 50 seconds on on social media you know like that shit, that it's a it's a different distraction for dudes today, and we only wonder how our grandparents would have handled it because our grandparents were doing similar shit, and they have half the distractions we had. You know what I'm saying? So you already know that infidelity is just it is what it is, and you always talk about that movie Fences, like that's a that's an old concept. Cheating is an old concept, but at the same time, as a pastor, bro, as a pastor. You 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 added the pressure to yourself, and you low key gotta accept that pressure. But and when I say that is because as a pastor, you preach against infidelity. This is something you preach against. You giving so me these holier than thou vibes. You, I'm not about to give y'all pastors the major pass. Like, I'm gonna give you a pass because I recognize you human. But you gotta think about your followers. Like yo, you setting you, your followers once again, it's a cult, because people go to church, they can be like, oh, you know, Jesus this and Jesus that. People go to a particular church because they're a part of that cult, whether they believe it or not, they go to that particular church because they, especially if they're active, consistent, they are officially a part of a cult. It's nothing. It's not really up for debate, but it's, but at the. Cult has such an ugly sound to it. Because you always you always associate it with something negative. Yeah, basically, you know, drink drink it drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Which a lot of people drink the Kool-Aid. That's why they go to the coolest pastor. They want to go to the coolest church, the most convincing pastor. The the, the, Say uh, the, the, the community just a, grape juice, dog. That's just grape juice. <laughs> dog. <sighs> Man, look, I'm gonna say it once again. I get it. I get it. Like I try to be understanding. I I'm not it. knocking it. But like I said, yeah, like I said, man, it, it, you got to practice what you preach, man. Like, 
it, it's really that simple. Like, like I tell my son all the time, like I fuck up too. And I, I used to fuck up a whole lot. I still fuck up now, but I just can never put myself in a position where people see me as holier than thou. That's dangerous. How, how anybody perceives me is their own business. But once again, a pastor, like <laughs> you just expect. <laughs> you put that on yourself. A pastor. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, people just know me. Hey, that's Willie. He's well, Willie F. You know, he, he's an asshole, this and that. But I don't have that added pressure for this great guy. Thank God I don't, because I couldn't handle it. I just I just couldn't handle it, bro. But um and and um that, b- before yeah. before you jump off that, it's it's like um I like church. But at the same time, when I get to the point where the pastor's business is is circulating through the congregation and he got this on going on with such such this going on with such such and like you said you've been up here up here telling me how I should live my life and you not even living your life that way that's when I start to deviate because it's like all right you know if you come up here and say look I know what's going on you know what's going on around the church let me air it out my grievance yeah I messed up and I did this I'm gonna respect you a whole lot more than you just sitting up there telling me you know. Oh, you shouldn't have premarital sex, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink, and you shouldn't cuss, and you should go to bed, and you tell you telling me all these things, and I hear you out in these streets wilding too. Wilding, boy. I'm telling. Low key, I read some of that stuff. Mister Gray was doing. Homeboy, he was very disrespectful, bro. If any of that stuff was true, he was highly disrespectful. Well, so the first time he got highly caught, didn't he go by like a Lambo? Bro, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like that's disrespectful, bro. Like I didn't, I don't know if any of that stuff is true. If it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't know anything about it. Uh, I, lo- I low key thought the dude was gay, but <laughs> now I know that it's, it's not gay. It's, he's just a ladies' man, and a lot of times ladies' men come off like that. So, um, but is is, is he a, is he a ladies' man? But or is it just that people are people, women in this case, are attracted to his status? He's he has this he's this status yeah, he figure because if John Gray was Jay Brooks. You not giving him that ass the same way. I don't care what you look like. Come, Jay, come on, Jay. You I'm just, know, I'm just keeping Seriously? it a buck. And you put, you put me look, next, man. you put me next to John Gray, and you look at us and know nothing about us. I, I, I hope I get chose. <laughs> I hope I get chose. But when hey, you put bro. leader of mega church and all these That's titles on John Gray, six, five, six, four, right? <sighs> nigga built like a Pilgrim Pride turkey. <laughs> But when you put all these these statuses of mega church, you know he gets a Joel Osteen co-sign and all this other stuff. You messing with it because of his status. Like I tell women about Ti all the time. If Ti was broke, y'all gonna look at him because he's five nine, one hundred and sixty pounds. You ain't gonna want Ti. Dog, look, I'm kind of glad you're saying this because I, I I do. I was gonna talk about something else, but I do think that it's very important for us to 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 recognize something. This has been a, a ongoing theme on No Boundaries podcast for years now. Look, celebrity worship is dangerous. Status worship is dangerous. Like, you know, just glorifying regular human beings is dangerous. And I don't. You can consider these people. When I say regular people, I'm talking about LeBron James too. Like, to me, these people are regular. As far as they they breathe the same air I do, they bleed the same way I bleed. Yes, I understand that they have a status. Because of that status, you feel that they're not regular. But I'm just telling you now, man, some crazy shit could happen on this planet one day. And a lot of that 
that, that a lot of that stuff that y'all perceive as status, that shit can be gone in the blink of an eye. You know, so I think people just need to just come back to the importance of realizing that we are still just one humankind. And low key, we we all live we, we we're all trying to we're all trying to exist and live and 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 be successful in similar ways. We all want to be great, but it's a slippery slope when when you worship the status. Because like you said, like you standing next to John Gray on any other day and nobody knows who either one of y'all are. And let's just say they happen to have a conversation with both of y'all. And I mean, I really hope that when it comes down to the choosing, that it's quality of that conversation, the energy you felt, what you got from actually being that person's presence. And it has nothing to do with the external bullshit of, status which is just honestly I, I automatically assume that if status is almost one of the most important things to you then you really you really just here to just take that person's resources and you really don't care about them as a person you're like okay this person comes with this status though so this person has this status and his status comes with these resources that means that it doesn't the person doesn't matter at all you can remove that person as long as that status is still there then bam Cause I always ask myself, man, I don't understand why your top tier celebrities aren't dating regular people. Like, meaning, why why does why does a why does a Hollywood actress have to date a Hollywood actor? How come they don't have a? How come they're not married to a doctor? How come they don't you know try to get married to a lawyer or just you know their childhood sweetheart or something? Like, it seems like it would make their Brad life so Pitt much just, easier. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess even with Brad Pitt's new situation, I, I think he's d dealing with a model, and I'm just like, bruh, like, you you telling me you ain't never seen a flight attendant that you didn't feel was was worth your time, or you know, somebody that you know you was you was somewhere in a in a in a, in a chick that was the, the owner of a chiropractic firm, she you weren't interested in her, like she just has to be like a Hollywood celebrity, her status has to match kind of match yours, I think that that's foolishness. Yeah. And I, once again, I think that's why I think that's why a lot of us end up staying single. A lot of us continuously, they, they, we repeatedly get hurt because we ain't looking for the right things, man. Because I guarantee you, the chick that, uh, that, that, that Gray was messing with, low-key, I mean, her status probably isn't anywhere near his wife's status. Obviously, we know why his wife has that status, but Gray, what does that tell you? I mean, in a sense, that woman's really not even worth your time because she only has any type of clout because she's messing with you. So what you doing? Like no is, man. Who, who said who said that? Um, fuck up, don't fuck down. <laughs> I mean, men do it all the time, though. It's just weird to me that when they, it just seems like when men get like an extremely high status, like becoming mainstream, so to speak, they kind of forget. You know, they kind of forget. Like, but. Yo, you know, you I know plenty of men out here that that make good money and they're doing good for themselves and shit, if they was at Cheddar's and they was attracted to the waitress, I mean the waitress would get a chance. Like that's common for men. But on the other side, like I said, I just feel like that's the average man, but like a lot of these super duper high status dudes, like I said, like the celebrities, like like you always say, y'all dudes is rotating the same six or seven women. That's weird. There are hundreds of thousands of other women out here that y'all can deal with, but y'all all want to mess with so and so. It's just weird to me. Same. And, just, and it's like it's like it's like you're a celebrity. Open up the Instagram page, open the explore page, scroll one time. <laughs> Dude, 
I'm shit, go in their DMs. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure some thirsty women in their DMs that's willing to get best that they give a chance to, and it probably wouldn't even be that bad. No, it probably be, probably, it, could, it probably could pull some quality out. Yeah, like y'all dealing with these women seven to twelve months at a time. Y'all clearly not serious anyway, so I guess that I guess that you know makes it all better if if they're not really that serious anyway. They just really just looking to pass them, pass up some time, but. The last thing I'm gonna say is, man, in reference to the to today's intro, I, I do definitely feel that, you know, when you talk about the pastor doing what they do, I, d- I definitely feel like that lends to lower expectations because when the most high status of people in a society are liars, cheaters, thieves, criminals, that's a low st- that's a that is like that is a that's a low tier person. That that doesn't make me have to step my game up when when I know that the quote unquote coolest people that are being worshipped are basically criminals. So so if 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 you can be a criminal, if you can be a shitty person and still maintain their status, what get, what what incentivizes me to to be better than you? If I'm just trying to have a high status as well, so it's really interesting how if when we think of, when you think about it. That happens around us. Like the expectations of being a better human being have been lowered constantly since since the early two thousands, and it's a slippery slope. But hey, man, I don't have any more rants in me today. I hope this episode is enjoyable. <laughs> but you did, hope, that, that hope, bar, hope, that bar that you spit was pretty good. I hope all episodes are enjoyable. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I hope this. I hope this isn't isn't too much for y'all. I do have a question, for everybody out there, Bruh, What happened to the quality of television commercials and, and TV ads? Like, I feel like as of recently, I've grown to the point where, like, I knew I know for a fact that there was a point in my life where commercials didn't bother me, and I didn't mind looking at a commercial for a laugh or two and in order to be like, you know, hey, let me get up and you use this time to get up and go get some popcorn or something. But like now, I see, I'll see a commercial, I'll get a glimpse of a commercial and be like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen and it doesn't have anything to do with the product. I'm skipping this shit because I don't want to see it and I'm willing to pay to not have to see it. Like, when did it get that bad? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's just me. I'm trying to think because because when you say that the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, the progressive insurance commercials because like they have nothing to do with selling insurance. At least the farmers are talking about, hey, this accident happened and we covered it or even at least the all state with Chris Paul law. It's like, all right, this is an accident. Don't worry. We got you covered, you know, but a lot of them have nothing to do with nothing. Progressive is, is the chick, right? Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Cialis commercials. It's like you know y'all talking about fucking, but ain't nobody fucking. He out here jogging in the park. They rowing on the lake. They dancing. Like this could lead to some action, but you know, show me the after where you know he'd have blown her back out. Like oh, that's what I need. I need that Cialis right there. Dog. I haven't I haven't seen that. Now you have to be curious, but uh, like like I said, I never thought it'd get to the point where I want to pay to to have ads removed. And um, I, I mean I'm even at the point where like 
when I'm just like driving and, and my, my regular radio is on and I hear commercials, I get annoyed because they sound stupid. But once again, maybe that's just me. I know you said the progressive thing. And, uh, and honestly, at this point, I really just feel like whenever commercials have a chance to pay, like whenever these companies have a chance to pander or show off beautiful people, hey, they willing to pay that money to get that 30 second ad going. Cause um, I really, I feel like that's the same thing with the AT&T girl. I mean, like, oh, we, we have we have this nice, attractive woman that we can just do shitty scripts for, and as long as, you know, pervs get to see her on the screen, they're thinking of AT&T. That's the same thing with Progressive. I'm pretty sure AT&T a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, though. yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, that's that works, you know, yeah. that, I mean, and we, we both have AT&T, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell nobody that. <laughs> but anyways, man. I just thought I just thought you know, it, it, if you can relate to that and you're listening, let me know because uh, that's just something that's been baffling my mind lately. Because every now and then I watch I watch some um, some regular streaming service like uh, I'll sometimes turn on Crackle to see if like I can find like a, a cool movie and commercials pop up and I'd be like, bro, this commercial is so fucking stupid. And I'm for and when you're watching stuff like Crackle or shit like that, you're forced to watch it. Sometimes you're forced to watch a YouTube commercial too. You can't skip it. Yeah, because I'm not paying for premium but anyways, YouTube. I ain't on it that much. Bro, hell no. Anyways, man. YouTube is the millennial dictionary. Definitely. Yeah. YouTube and Wikipedia. Yeah. If I'm and if I, I, if I need to know how to do something, I'm gonna go to YouTube and look it up, watch a video, a demonstration. I mean, Wikipedia is for somebody who doesn't mind reading, but also Wikipedia can be seen as you're lazy. You need to you need to find a different source because Wikipedia is not reliable. But like I say, I feel like when you're whenever you're using Wikipedia for something at least historical or just kind of just getting a yeah historical because I don't think that you should use Wikipedia to like research current people. I think you'll see a lot of lies in there. But if you're probably looking for something historical, you'll probably get another a lot of hyperlinks that'll push you in the direction of, you know, at least you have multiple sources and not just a Wikipedia entry by some college nerd. But for words of advice, man, uh, I'm gonna keep it short because uh, my brain is it needs a, it needs a break. But um, I'd say, <laughs> you know, no, I don't want to be redundant. <laughs> I don't want to be redundant. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I'm going off the top of my head, I, I would say, continue to practice whatever you're doing. Continue to practice. Continue to to get to get better at it. Never think that you're you're above you're above extra training. Never think that you're above advice. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna just say it like that. Keep practicing. It's really for my for the younger younger people out there because I know a lot of people just get to to a point where they get comfortable with something and they feel like they've mastered it. But I don't really think that people ever have a, a true mastery of something these days. You can always get better. So yeah, keep practicing people. And no wrong with practice. Nothing wrong with practice. Um, I seen this this post on Facebook um, from Jet Lee, not Facebook, uh, on Instagram. Somebody reposted it on Instagram. And it says, you are killing yourself for a job that will replace you within a week if you drop dead. Take care of yourself. Again, you are killing yourself for a job that would replace you within a week if you dropped dead. Take care of yourself. 
I don't think that needs any explanation. Hmm. Who do you think? Who, who do you think they have in line to play T'Challa or the next Black Panther? You think they? Are they gonna just just drop it? I heard I heard some rumblings like oh just get the sister to play. I heard use an Infinity Stone to bring Killmonger back and you know all this other stuff. I, I think you should just drop it. Well, uh, uh, like curious. like at okay. a at a at a franchise that level, replacing a character, is monumental in my opinion. If it's if it's yeah. not a, if it's not a pass the torch kind of moment. Like with Captain America and Sam Wilson. Like if it's a pass the torch kind of moment, it makes sense. But to kind of replace it and be like, oh, you know, some some BS storyline or to not even acknowledge it at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I was just curious, man. But uh, you guys already know. This is the No Boundaries Podcast. And we are on... Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, soon to be Amazon Music for some strange reason. I guess it's, it's going to be called Amazon Podcast. Amazon I, don't, Pod. I don't recall, anyway. but we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. And when we're there, find a way to rate, find a way to leave a comment, find a way to subscribe. We would actually enjoy that quite a bit. I see the, the ratings on iTunes going up. That's cool. I mean, even, even if you just drop five stars and you don't say anything, that's cool. That's cool too, but make sure that you do it because if you don't, you got to hear me say this at the end of every episode. <laughs> but anyways, it's been fun, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?